Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Three Minute Marketing, where we interview some of the world's leading growth marketers uh, across different channels. We really like to talk to unicorn type uh, growth marketers. Uh, I'm your man, Chris Mechanic, co-founder at Web Mechanics and a veteran uh, performance marketer. Super excited today to have Mr. Graham Cannon here uh, from UGA Federation of or UJA, pardon me, Federation of New York. Uh, Graham's currently the CMO there. Uh, they are a nonprofit dedicated to communal planning and philanthropy in the New York Jewish community. Uh, previously, Graham headed up marketing at uh, other Jewish philanthropic orgs, uh, including the American Joint Jewish Distribution and the Anti-Defamation -Def uh, League. Prior to that, he was in the nonprofit uh, space in multiple different types of careers. Uh, and then you were even... Uh, on the private side. So very interesting background. You've got a little mix of everything. Super excited to have you on the show today. Thanks. For Chris, it's great to be here. Thank you. All right. Um, so as usual, I do have a big question for you. Uh, I'll ask it and then you'll have your three minutes. So the question is, uh, UJA uh, Federation of New York, I think I was, I was kind of observing your guys' response to the pandemic. I think it was one of the one of the most brilliant responses I've ever seen. It was very fast. It was timely. It was tech heavy. Um, it was impressive. Can you kind of paint us a picture of you know what that period was like for you and how you uh, you know pivoted so quickly and so effectively? I think we realized early on that we were going to have to switch our business model. Our business model is so engagement heavy. We're in many ways an old style philanthropy in that we have a huge number of nightly events and dinners. Um, that's where we engage and meet our donors. Um, and it's part of the fabric of, of, of philanthropic life in New York. And literally that turned off like a light switch. So I think at that point, we then had to learn the Zoom business, discovering that there were many flavors of Zoom. I mean, you know, we'd all been using whatever IT provided. It turns out those have a 300 person, you know, maximum limit. Could we get licenses quickly for 1,000 thousand person limit, 3,000 person limit? Mm -hmm. um, then how do we flow content into that? Do we just start? How do we brand and market that? Can we build frames around that? Can we uh, can we run slideshows? Can we run videos in that? When do we do yeah. that? Who hosts? Who introduces? So wow. talking to that audience, which again is our prime fundraising audience, we had to move very quickly with that. And what we also discovered is content is king. I mean, you know, I've you know I spent a lot of time in television. I didn't think I'd be bringing my TV background back into this space, yeah. but essentially you're producing television. You know, events typically are two or three hours long. And I think we learned very early on, you can't just sort of open Zoom and somehow take what you would have done in that space and move it into a two or three hour Zoom session. Secondly, you've got to tell people what's going on. I mean, invitations that used to go out, many of which used to be printed, maybe followed up by an email. Um, you know, our initial emails just got missed by people who didn't realize this was now a new, a new format, a new medium. And so those invitations had to start to look and feel uh, again, television is the most obvious uh, uh, word for it, but you had to invite me and tell me what I was going to see, how long I was going to be on for. You couldn't just say starting at seven, you had to say seven to eight. Um, and we found the shorter we got, the better the audience was and the more the audience was with us. Our job has been to make sure we never let up moving information to people targeting um, the people where we. it's most important that we reach with stories that, we, you know, we've been able to test in some way to know that have impact and effectiveness um, when, when when they sell the information and also look for nonprofits tend to like verbiosity. I mean, you know, 
we love to talk about ourselves, we love to talk about our mission, and again, being relentlessly disciplined to boil it down to the key messages that we know are going to work and being cognizant of the time people are prepared to give us and not just overwhelming people with data with the assumption that somehow they'll work their way through it and they'll figure out for themselves what the value proposition is. That, that doesn't work. One of the things we found has been immensely important is the relationships we've built deep in the community over you know 100 years have been particularly important right now. I mean, being able to make a phone call to someone who, you know, is your friend and colleague as well as your donor is a very different relationship to calling someone out the blue and saying, would you like to start being a donor to UJA? I love it. I love it, Graham. This has been so useful. Uh, hey, Graham, tell, tell the audience uh, where they can find you if they want to learn more. Uh, ujfedney.org you'll find all the resources um, that we have at our disposal there you'll see linked off at resource pages um, information pages obviously join us and sign up options as well awesome thank you so much Mr. Graham Cannon uh, please go uh, check out the site and sign up consider a donation you guys are doing some fantastic work uh, and I do appreciate it we can continue talking and if you guys want to uh, check out the link to the show notes or otherwise you'll find the show notes somewhere around here. You can get the rest of our conversation.